comparison, I would say it's kind of like Steven threw up in our mouths while you just kept spitting in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another fantastically special episode where we talk about a band and pick apart every single album that they have ever created and put it in a timeline or in a, a ranked list. Mm-hmm. That is the entire title of the episode, including my slip up. It's all there. Yeah, you can put it all in. All. That's the title. My name's John. I'm Steven. I'm Alex. We're the three main people, and we have two extra guests who didn't go as soon as Alex went, so we're going to introduce them now. But I'm not going to introduce them. They're going to introduce themselves. I mean, you want to go first? or Yeah. Um, I am Gunner, and I'm one of the experts. I am Jorge. I'm an alleged expert. Um, Nothing alleged about it. Everything I say is going to be right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's there true. There you go. You, you caught yourself. But I'm fucking ready. Uh, this one's a little different, though. This one's a little different, yes. So we're talking about Pink Floyd, in case you can't read, for those who just clicked on the episode mm-hmm. and expected to be told in the episode what we're talking about. We're talking about Pink Floyd. We're talking about all 15 non-live albums. So if there's a couple live songs on the album, it's in here, but any album that is completely live is not technically a part of their discography, so we're talking specifically about discography. But... Instead of all of us giving you our number 15, 14, 13, whatever, we are going to go chronologically from the first album to the last album. That way, it's a little bit less about our lists and more about the albums themselves. We're going to break, we're going to, like, we're going to talk about The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. And then we're all going to talk about how we feel about that album and where we put it. And then we're going to hash it out. That way, if, uh, if someone put an album at, like, number 15, and or if i put the piper of the gates of dawn whatever at like 14 and someone else put it at three we can hash it out right now we don't have to wait until we get to three to hash it out Mm -hmm. so piper of the gates of dawn how do we feel about it it was uh it was middle of the road for me it was pretty all right interesting um I put Piper at the Gates of Dawn as my number five best Pink Floyd album. That's very high. Really? Are we looking for justification right now from me? Because I will, I will lay down the law, but I also want to hear what everyone else has before I tell you that you're all I mean, wrong. I'm, I'm right there with you, Gunner, but for me personally, Piper at the Gates of Dawn is my number two. Okay. Oh my God. God. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love that album. Um, literally, you know, open up this whole Pink Floyd thing, Delio, new band, whatever, and just their debut album, a masterpiece to me. I loved it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, front to back. Never heard a guitar before in my life. People are going to be upset with my list if you have that all the way <laughs> in the top five. You had it at number two. Number two. It is number two. My, it's my number eight. So basically, snap smack dab in the middle. It's my number six. I okay. pretty much enjoyed it. Pretty good. What about you, John? Uh, well, everyone's gonna be upset at my list because it's number thirteen. No, that's fine. That's reasonable. It's 
It's a bad album. I'll tell you right now. I didn't like it. I don't think it's good. It's okay. It's not bad. I said it's bad. It's it's okay. It is. I have three different sections. I have the bad albums. I have the middle of the road albums that I like, but they don't like. They're not fantastic. And then I have the really good albums. That's how I would describe Piper's. Is the Piper at the Gates of Dawn is right at the top of the bad albums. It is the best worst album that they have. It is an acid trip that you're not sure if it's good or not. It's just fucking trippy ass music where you and your friends are making music and you're playing it and you're not sure if you're having a good time or not, but you're going to do it anyway. And then that's what this album is. I don't know how they became a band after making this album. I don't like it. So, hmm. Here's here's why. And I think you can break Pink Floyd. Essentially, I look at them as from 67 to 2014. Um, or really 65. Time. Actually, yeah, 1965 to 2014, which is 49 years. They form with Sid Barrett as lead guitar, lead vocals, lead writing. Nick Mason on drums, Roger Waters on bass, sometimes writing, which we'll get into on this album, and Richard Wright on keyboard. So they were just like some band. They were like, you know what, how Nirvana just kind of played like small venues and then they just blew up? Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Pink Floyd. What happened with Sid Barrett, like Kurt Cobain, is they both lost their brain. One of them kept it inside their head, though. And that's Sid Barrett. Barely. Barely. Um, but for me, Piper at the Gates of Dawn is just, it's just fun. The gnome of, like, Sid Barrett. Sure. I like the gnome. Like, <laughs> like, it's so, it, nobody had really done that. Like, it's just so out there of him just being like, I'm the gnome. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it, wild. <laughs> I like bike, I like bike a whole lot from that album. But, but. And Lucifer Sam. I like Lucifer Sam, too. You also get Take Up Thy Stethoscope and Walk, which is Roger Waters' first song to, like, lead the vocals and write. Because then he becomes the powerhouse. Spoiler alert, Sid Barrett, this is his only, like, real album that he contributes to. Uh, And we'll touch on him more as far as, like, my discussion. But, like, Sid Barrett, I think, is where the fun, experimental, psychedelic started. And then he put like just a little bit of acid in everybody's teacup, and they kept sipping on it. And he put a lot of acid in his own teacup. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, there's a picture of him from like 1970. Oh, when did 1975? Where he just looks abysmal. Uh, he looks like Private Pile, but before or after the shot? During. Oh God. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's why I think Piper is so good um, at number five is because, like John's saying, where you got it broken up into the bad, the good, and the great, I think Piper is, like, the bottom of the barrel for the great, but it is still great. That's wild. I can't believe that starting out, everyone was like, yeah, I loved this album, but I did not. I thought it was hectic as shit. I didn't know what was going on, and it made me uncomfortable. I did not like listening to the album. I like that Definitely agree with you there, John. It is hectic, uh, especially, what is it, Pow R, Talk H or whatever. Mm -hmm. That song, Hectic as Heck. Which is the whispers and stuff. But I think that's what attracted me to it. 
Mm-hmm. The fact that it was like out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. not something I typically listen to. There's a lot. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of albums on this list that are just fucking wild that I'm very Definitely. excited to talk about. So, but what is our next one? A saucer full of secrets. Pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It's right under Piper at the Gates of Dawn at number nine for me. Hey, also my number nine. It is also my number nine. Hey, also my number nine. Hey, Holy John. shit. Where you at, John? You piece Don't of shit. this for us. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, say it, John. <laughs> well, for, first, it's really just that all four of you had it at number nine. That's yeah. fucking nuts. It is. <laughs> yeah, especially since this is literally their worst album. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna fight. I'm hey, gonna hey, you want to look me in my eyes and say that again, John? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was fucking trash. You so you know, no, no, no. Let me say my point. So you know how I said the Piper at the Gates of Dawn is an acid trip, and you're not really sure if you're having fun or not. The a saucer full of secrets is literally. You and, like, three of your buds getting high as shit, finding random things around your apartment to bang on, to make shitty music, and you know it's bad, but for whatever reason, you can't stop making this music, and you feel sad and upset the entire time, and then you have to listen to that album when you're not high, and that is what this album sounds like. It is trash. I don't know why you guys have it at number nine, and I am shocked to see it. What other albums are fucking worse than this album? This dumpster heap of an album. Go ahead, Gunner. Rip me a new one now. Number one, do you know that guy that drove from California to Flower Mound <laughs> to like shoot that kid because of Xbox? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna incriminate myself on a recording, but like, fuck you, John. Okay. Maybe you gonna wear yeah. the diapers too? Uh, <laughs> hey, anything. Oh my god. Like so, that astronaut. Oh, I, for real. Like, that, the love triangle of you hating Saucer Full of Secrets and me liking it and now hating you is just like that astronaut lady <laughs> who drove to Florida in a diaper. Absolutely. So, no, it's not as ground ba- gra- groundbreaking as Piper. That's why it hits nine for me. But it's still a very solid sophomore um, because you've got set controls for the heart of the sun, which Hell is yeah, brother. fantastic. Fucking yeah. It's the only time you have all five members of Pink Floyd show up because now David Gilmore enters in 1968 to like basically replace Sid Barrett because Sid Barrett's like, hey, what if we like played with the jug? And his last song Fuck ever. Fuck yeah, <laughs> boys. Let's play with the jug. His last song ever that they have is Jug Band Blues. It's the last mm-hmm. song on the album. It's exactly three minutes. And it opens up with him just being like, so I probably shouldn't be here, but here I am. <laughs> and he just he just does it. And it's like... Yeah, he fucking plays on a jug, and it's fantastic. It, and, like, they were on tour at some point, and Sid Barrett was taking forever to get back on the bus, and they're like, should we get him? And David Gilmore, the new member's like, nah, we don't need him. And they just drive off. And that, for me, <laughs> is saucer full of secrets, is they're driving off from, like, straight up just being wild on, like... Piper at the Gates of Dawn to being like, all right, we're going to be more commercial. And then you get a bit of that with Roger. Fucking more commercial. <laughs> and then yeah. immediately go into some fucking ridiculous <laughs> albums. Oh, yeah. More, more commercial, my fucking ass. 
Well, you get Roger Waters, like, with Corporal Clegg just being like, I don't like the government, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, and then it just, he does not stop for the rest of his career. Yeah. But number 15? Oh, my God. That's your bottom album, John. Mm. Yeah, it was bad. It was not a good album. I did not enjoy myself. I felt like I was experiencing... We should... I. I need to add a disclaimer real quick. It's like a bad acid trip as I walk through the forest. See, that's what I like about Pink Floyd, you know? Like, this is my literal first time hearing this music, and then I come in on this just wild ride of an acid trip, and then that ride just continues on the second album? Of course I'm enjoying it. I'm here for it. Nah. They got way better stuff. Man, I don't want to incriminate myself. I agree but... with you, John. They got, they got way better, but like... Anyway, that's my. You piece. should not have listened to any of these albums sober. We'll put it that way. Yes. I was thinking that we should have done a list where we listen to all of the albums sober and then all of the albums high. I and that would have been hilarious. I have a story about the wall that we'll get to about doing that in an altered state of mind. So altered prepared. state of mind is a better is a better way of putting how I was when I listened to all of these albums. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was happening in 1979, but Roger Waters and me were not in a good place. Hmm. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. We got more next, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oof. I mean, that's low. That's not. You've good. been going first, Stephen. Do you just want to continue going? Yeah, that's fine. More is my 14. I did not fucking like this album. Hey, same. Yeah. More is my thirteen. Um, it's it's just a movie soundtrack. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it was a way to yeah. check. It's a bad horror movie soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Well, it was about um, like he's this guy goes to study abroad, and he just gets hooked on heroin and dies. <laughs> and like, I mean, it, it sounds like an opium den album, but I mean, yeah, it it, it doesn't do it for me at all it was trippy and weird but it wasn't trippy and weird in a fun way yeah like most of the other shit is my note here is a movie for a or music for a bad horror movie and bad rock songs yeah mm-hmm. yeah you can get away uh the fucking the spanish one where he's just like is licking his lips and says tequila Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking strange but that that is what it's like anytime you go to a bar and you're like let me do let me do karaoke <laughs> like it that i i do agree with that part but it's just not a good album mm-hmm. yeah it's at my number 11 that's high number 11 that is very high it is would you have it at or you uh mine's 14 okay yeah okay. that that album like, John, I listened to every album but that album at first, and then John told me, like, no, nah, there's 15. You gotta listen to more. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. And I listened to him, like, this is a terrible time. Why didn't you tell me to listen to this, John? <laughs> yeah. Just give me elevator music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? I agree. God, there are four... You have four worse <laughs> albums than that, Alex? Yeah. I'm so afraid of what's gonna be there. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, I think. We have Uma Guma next. Yeah, Uma Goma. So this is the album that Steven told me he really enjoyed. This is my number one. Oh, what? Holy oh, shit. God. I what? fucking love 
I absolutely adore this fucking album. Absolutely fucking love it. Holy shit. It is fuck. It's number one. Hell yeah, brother. This is my favorite fucking album. It's so wild. It is wild start to finish. And it's fucking crazy. I absolutely love it. This is Pink Floyd at their best. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't smoke cigarettes, but I need one right now. I am. This is a really good album. This is my 15, Steven. What? (laughs) Fuck off. This album is so fucking good. It's so good. All of the Sisyphus stuff is fantastic. Nah. I fucking love it. It is like trippy fairy music. Yeah. It is my number 13. Oh, my God. It is right below The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. It is not a good album, Steven. It's weird. No, no, no. We're nuts. (laughs) This is not the best Pink Floyd album. Yeah, it is. Steven. I saw it full of You are a fucking. Oh, it's so good. You're a fucking maniac. It's so good. I fucking fucking love this album. This is blowing my mind because Steven was the very first person to say, I don't want to hear any live album music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. I know, I always. know. But, like, all of those live songs at the very beginning are fucking sick. I, yeah. Careful with that axe, Eugene, is fucking, I, okay. that, that song's insane, and I love it. Alex, where do you place Uma Guma? It's uh, 13. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I put Umaguma as 12, and here's why. Awesome, awesome live song beginning, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Be careful with that axe, Eugene. Ooh, ooh, baby. Yeah, it's sick. I and fucking then, love it. And then, no, 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 no. After you finish the live songs, it's hot garbage. And here's why. Yep. No. Yes, mm-hmm. because they conceptualize the album as, oh, hey, everybody gets half of a side of a CD. So you know what they did? They all went off in their own little corners and they did and made weird thing. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Richard Wright does Sisyphus. Cool. Mm-hmm. Roger Waters does several Okay, here's the full album title that he did. Several species of small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with a pict. Hell yeah, no. brother. And they're no. fucking they're going nuts in that cave. And it, no. No. You're wrong. You're making, wrong. Making small furry animal noises? David, Absolutely. David Gilmore has gone on record saying that he bullshitted his way through his portion, the narrow way, parts one through three. He said, I, I just I just kind of riffed. I bullshitted. I asked Roger Waters to help me out. He didn't. Yeah. It, was a, it was a big album at the time. No, it's not a good album. I'm sorry. It's fantastic. It's fan-fucking-tastic. It's a very bad I album, Stephen. I love yeah, this Yeah, Stephen, you're tripping on this one, my dog. Nah. Stephen, you you putting you putting Uma Guma at number one may actually be the craziest hot take from any of our music episodes. Dude, it's so good. I agree. Yeah. It's worse than John putting Saucer Full of Secrets at number 15. Like, by a mile. Yeah. Because, like, it you can you can have an argument for, like, the bad albums, but, like, I don't. The good albums are like the good albums. Yeah, and Umagoom is one of them. No, I'll tell you definitely I'll not. I'll tell you why. We'll get there. We'll get to why no. the good albums aren't the good albums. Nobody later. puts Umaguma <sighs> above like ten in a top ten list. Umaguma is not mentioned. Umaguma is indeed not mentioned. Well, who are they? Umaguma was Do the very first time I stopped having rank? fun listening to Pink Floyd. No, Pink Um-oh. Floyd. 
they Where's their podcast? Anybody who listens to music. No. Yeah. And also took the time out of their day to make a stupid list. Nah. Well, yes, you made a stupid list because you put Umaguma number one. Hey, Umaguma's so <laughs> fucking good. I love no, this album. Oh my god. That's the that's uh, probably one of the only albums I listen to more than once. I feel sick. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey. Can we move on to the next album before just yes. we all just start retching on this podcast? Hey, this one's pretty good too. Adam it's Hart the, Mother. Yeah, Adam Hart Mother is pretty good. Yeah. That's my number five. I enjoyed that album quite a bit. I can respect that. I can respect that. Number eight. Pretty good. I, I like yeah. so I just I like real the, quick, I pulled up uh Oh go ahead. Sorry. I like the album I'll mark. Say in a second. It's just a cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like like the That's one thing nice I like cow. about Uma Guma is Umaguma's art is cool. Yeah. Because you've got them in their various positions the and then itself. Yeah, it's good. the and then you've got the moving around in the same positions in the mirror, and then it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sick. As the, uh, I looked up a list time. for Pink Floyd albums ranked, and I found it on Ultimate Classic Rock. And uh, can you guess what number 15 is, Yeah, that, that's a bunch of dads, though. <laughs> Fuck them. Imagine being dads and having a fucking Ultimate Classic Rock website. I don't want their opinion, Imagine. even though I know they put Umaguma at 15. Imagine being like a co-host of a list-making podcast and making a terrible, terrible list right off the bat. Yeah. That's what you just did. Nah, Umaguma's fantastic. Great album. We're moving on. (laughs) We're moving on. Yeah. Adam Hartmother is number seven for me. Um, I think they really pick up on their style, like, as as a group. There's definitely some heavy instrumentals use, which is very nice. Um, this album, John told me he hated because of Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast. I like that song yeah. a lot. I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a funny song. Um, by no means, if somebody's like, hey, what what album should I listen to to get started? I'm not going to be like, hey, listen to Adam Hart Mother. But I think it's a no, very solid seven, like middle of the road album. I also agree with that entirely. I also put it at seven. Um, literally tuned into the very first song, not really looking at how long that song was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every four minutes, I just check. I'm like, oh, still the same song until I realize it's like a yep. 23 minute long song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No and I'm like, wow, front to back. This is just a fantastic <laughs> opening. Like, <laughs> yeah. bravo. And it yeah. just, it doesn't fall off from that just very bold beginning to an album mm-hmm. yeah there's no better duo than david gilmore and like half an album linked songs yeah just him just riffing the entire time <laughs> God. yeah i have a, a fundamental problem with uh alan's psychedelic breakfast <laughs> because i don't want to i don't want to hear people eating Especially fucking cereal. I don't want to hear this guy eating. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. The first half of the album, or like the first two-thirds of the album, everything except for the parts where this dude is eating. It's a good album. <laughs> I like it. It sounds good. I agree. I, If anybody has our list pulled up as we're talking, since we're kind of scattered around, 
Everyone else for the first four albums, and now also with Adam Hartmother, has put it in a bunch of random places. Like, it's scattered about. There's a good scatter. My first four albums are all at the bottom. Adam Hartmother, for me, is right above that. It's at number 11. So, um, the first five albums, I don't like them very much. I have Adam Hartmother as the worst of the okay albums. I like it. I don't like the fucking breakfast. But I do agree that they are starting to find their sound. And that's what I like about Pink Floyd is their sound. I don't like the trippy acid tri- acid uh, psychedelic shit. Like, I like a little bit of that in, like, their later stuff. But I don't like it where I don't know what's going on and it sounds super hectic. So I do like how Adam Hartmother, they do start to find their sound and their uniqueness that I think you can hear in some of the later albums, which is why I like Pink Floyd. See, that's the opposite for me. I much, I much prefer the crazy shit, the crazy, wild, weird shit to the, I don't want to call it played out, but like more traditional Pink Floyd. I, yeah, I, I, I just still can't believe you put Umagum at number one. <laughs> yes, number one. <laughs> I feel like I'm not giving proper analysis on Adam Hartmother just because of how upset I am on that. Like, <laughs> I really fucking like that album. It's really good. God. You're the only one, Steven. No, nah, I'm sure there's other fucking idiots. Brilliant yeah. minds. <laughs> I'm not going to say you, idiots, John. just like Gunner and people I who need to go to, uh, what's the word for an ear doctor? <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah you need to fix your mind's ear steven nah i got too many minds appendages right now oh you need to go to like a psychologist or something nah umagum is a good album umagum is a good album i feel like that could be like a schizophrenia test they're like what do you think of umagum <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck did you call me <laughs> on a scale of one to 15 and they're like ah the the, the higher the number <laughs> the safer you are you all right you let's talk about metal oh metal uh, metal metal it's my number 11 it's all right, right. <laughs> interesting i've got metal as there are worse six. albums i got i got metal right above adam hart mother and right below piper at the gates of dawn um uh, specifically because of echoes echoes is such a good song echoes sells the album for me you could just you know the the first half of the album great you know there's nothing i've got nothing against it but if you just lopped off side one and only had echoes it would stay at the exact same position maybe even jump higher that's how good echoes is my God, that is an amazing song. Oh, getting shivers. I agree. It's a pretty good song. It is the best on the album, but the rest of the songs bring it down considerably. Uh, I got to disagree with that, man. Fearless and San Tropez. Yeah. Both fantastic songs. Like, I put it at number five. I very oh, wow. much enjoyed metal. Like,. Came in looking at him like, what is this album art? I don't understand. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to understand because this just sounds good. That is something Pink Floyd does well is all of their, most of their album art is fucking sick nasty. Yeah. Very interesting. Alex, do you want to talk about metal or you want me to talk about where I put it? Uh, no. Yeah. It's my number seven. Uh, I feel like Echoes would just carry the album. 
the rest of the time you're good, but Echo really just, you know, puts it over. Mm-hmm. Good man. Good man. How wrong are you going to be, John? It's a little low. It's at number nine. That's a reasonable spot for it. Mm. Like, mm. most of the album's fine. But, I again, it's literally just Echoes. If the rest of the album was like Echoes, it would be much higher. Yeah, that's exactly... That is, you put the words right in my mouth, John. Spat them out of your mouth, and I'm going to repeat them back. Just Except I repeated them back first, and then you clarified what I meant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, yeah. I, I it, Lucky for y'all, two albums from now is basically Echoes as a full album. So. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Which I, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay, now we've got... I'm sorry, did we want anything else about metal? Nah. I'm good on my end, if anybody has anything. I'm honestly nope. just holding my breath, because I'm very worried about the rest of Alex's bottom four. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex's and uh... Steven's. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Steven, if I, if, if I have to get up and walk away, I might. Nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. The rest of them are bad. The rest of the bad ones are bad. The rest of the good ones are good. Steven, everything... Okay. Okay. How do we feel about Obscured by Clouds? I didn't like it. I liked it a lot. It's by number seven. (laughs) So not a lot, but like more than the rest of these. It's also my number seven. I'm with Jorge. I didn't like it too much. My number twelve. It is my. Hey, it is my number eleven. That's okay. Same Alex, number twelve. It's okay. Nice, nice. This uh, th- this album lacks a little bit. I really like Childhood's End, and I adore. You guys use adore a lot, and I don't use it enough. I absolutely adore, <laughs> absolutely curtains. Yeah, it's good. I don't know why, but I fucking love when I'm listening to an album. And then we get the last song, and it's just fucking, it's in a different language. I don't fucking understand it, because it's just people, like, muttering in there, like, uh, there's a, God, what's the, Toxicity by System of a Down? It's a completely different style of album, but after the last Mm -hmm. song at that album, it's the same kind of, like, tribal singing, and I love it. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I really like Watts, what? What's uh the deal? I like that song a lot. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, this is another this is their second uh and last soundtrack album. Um which, you know, is what it is. There are definitely some good songs on it. But it's just Is that true? That's not true. What do you mean? What's the what's the the soundtrack for? It's uh, well, so it was for a movie called. La the final Lee. cut is also a, a soundtrack. No, movie. the final the final cut is not a soundtrack album. We will get to it. It was meant to be, but we will get to it on why it's not. Um, <clears throat> it was some French film called La Vallée, um, which I guess means obscured by clouds. Okay, I don't know enough that's French cool. to dispute that. Um, but. I don't, it's just like it reminds me a little bit 
of the middle part of Wish You Were Here. Um, and obviously, it's right before Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some good stuff. But, I mean, they did it in two sessions while they were recording or while they were touring. So it's not like they were like, hey, let's put our heart and soul into it. I think it's a solid number 11. It's not good enough on its own two legs to get any higher for me. Um, because I think the only reason I like it is because, you know, 1972, the next year, 1973 through 1979, I think this is peak, peak, peak Pink Floyd that we are getting into. I also really enjoy the title track. Fair. Sorry, uh, both on Metal and Obscured by Clouds, for me, they're actually one point higher. Obscured by Clouds is my number six, and Metal is my number eight. Uh, so why I uh, was confused was because uh, I have a point somewhere on here in between two of the albums where I said that I really like these two albums and it's difficult to discern which one should be on top. And so my list is actually 16 on my Google Doc, so... Mm, okay. I see. I thought you were just gonna say, "Oh, I've seen the error of my ways. No. I'm moving the Piper at the gates of dawn up." <laughs> no, no, sorry. Because <laughs> I admit that I was tripping, y'all. But it's okay, John. You don't gotta be a big man about it. We understand. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the Dead Rock album next, right? Oh, weird. I'm driving over to your house. And I'm, giving you <laughs> I'm giving you a wedgie and a swirly. All right. So, Stephen, Stephen, tell me where you have Pink Floyd's. The Dark Side of the Moon. It's number four, baby. Okay. That's fair. It's top five. That's fine. Easy top five. It's no Umaguma, <laughs> but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's no longer fine. It's no longer fine. <laughs> I was able to briefly forget what he was putting it over, but where <laughs> he was putting over it. Oh, yeah, if you want to look at my list in that context, Umaguma. <laughs> It's just the rest of the, like, you've already talked about the peak. The rest of these are just slightly lower. Dark Side of the Moon, though, pretty good. Pretty good. I think I just, like, I have a migraine. Yeah. Developed. I'm almost there. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. <laughs> How do you wake up and look at yourself in the morning? New one? I stay away from mirrors. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. We can't, we can't good for you. sully this album by talking about it. I mean, we could. Oh, there's no sullying here. We're going to talk it up. We're going to bring Darkseid up closer. Well, if we want to bring it up, this is my number one. This is the Pink Floyd album for me. Like, there, oh, there's so much that I could say. I want to hear everybody else because I know I like to rant. Um, I also like to rant. That's why I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to guest on your podcast, and I love to have you, Gunner. You're always a. We signed you up for a bunch of stuff in the future too, without talking to you. So. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I'm glad you, you like to later. be on. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon is also my number one. You're like how? <laughs> it is also mine. Um, Shut the fuck up. It's my number three. Reasonable. <laughs> very good. Like I very I much mean, enjoyed it, and like all my three albums, they they're all honestly interchangeable, more or less, but. 
out of my top three, I was like, Dark Side of the Moon is great, but of all the hype I've heard of it, I think that just diluted it for me. I'm like, I've seen all the shirts. I've seen the merchandise. I've seen every single person I know growing up being like, you don't listen to Pink Floyd, you gotta listen to Dark Side of the Moon. It's the greatest thing ever. My dad showed it to me. So, like, I finally sit down and listen to it, and I'm like, this is a great album. This is her being worth talk to. But do I feel like I should have heard about this my entire life? No. See, Jorge, I disagree. Now, I also heard it much earlier. I heard it when I was, like, 17 or something, when all my friends fucking smoked weed all the time, and they were like, hey, dude, you need to listen to this album. Even sober. I've listened to this album both high and sober. Both. It is amazing. It is such a good album. Start to finish. I have always said, not not always, for a while, I would have said that Pink Floyd is probably one of my top three bands. They were one of my top three bands with only listening to some songs off of The Wall and Dark Side of the Moon. Just because I love this album so much. It is such a good album. It tells the story of a life. Literally from, like, it's a story. They are born in the first song and they die in the last song. They go through growing older they have sex they get money there's all of this stuff that goes on during the album and it's all represented super well now the only problem i have with it is i don't know if any of the individual songs hold up as well as they do independently but that's not necessarily a bad thing i think dark side of the moon just is greater than the sum of its parts together they create such a banger album now this is the only album on my list that i listened to a single time i went through and i listened to all of the albums and i organized them in a tentative list and then i listened to them in that tentative list and if i thought well this album actually was better than this album then i'll switch them around whatever but i knew without a doubt this is the best album even after listening to all of this stuff it's so incredible i don't have words this is probably my single favorite album of all time it's so good it's not fucking worse than uma guma it's slightly just a little <laughs> bit worse <No>. steven <laughs> it hurts um no yeah uh, there's there is no bad song on this album um I mean, just no. I mean, no. There is. There's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. That's not what I meant to say. No, it is. But it's like, which one? You have to listen to the song. You have to listen to this album back. You have to listen to it front to back. You can't. You can't pick and choose. No, you can't. I listen to the Great Gig in the Sky constantly. Just listening yeah. to this woman warm up, and it sounds like she's moaning. It's fucking great. She didn't even sing. She was like doing her fucking uh, voice warm up or whatever. And then they recorded it, and she's like, okay, what do you want me to sing? And they're like, nah, we're good. And it's perfect. Money? Easy. Time? Fucking okay, forget money, about it. Money is my no. favorite song on the album. You can but listen that to album, any of I don't these think, songs. I don't think you can. So You can. Yeah, you can absolutely listen. Just like time, the sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older. 10 years have passed behind you. You've missed a starting gun. Like it's, it's just talking about like you keep reflecting on what you should be doing, but you're not doing it. And it's, Oh my God, just kicks you in the chest. Each song is a lesson and together it creates a story. Great gig in the sky. Yeah. It starts with, and I'm not frightened of dying. 
Any time will do. I don't mind. Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You've got to go sometime. And then it's just this angelic, just like John was saying, just it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Harmony. Uh, money off Pink Floyd. You're any. Oh my God! Every wannabe millionaire who posts their like SoundCloud or like posts them with like a rental BMW is like just is just playing money in the background. Just the, the little cash registers going, counting the dollar bills, money counter. That is that is money. It is iconic. It's a good and song. Brain it's a really good song. Into, yes, brain damage into eclipse. Where it's saying, and if the band you're in starts playing different tunes, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. That is just Pink Floyd saying to Sid Barrett, hey, we love you, we appreciate you, we'll catch you later. We've been there in the darkness. It, like, it's the ultimate, you're not alone song. It, like, this, it's such a good album. It, like, anybody, yeah, like, like Jorge was saying, anybody who's like, you need to listen to Pink Floyd, you show them the light going into it and the into the prism and the rainbow coming out it is the album it's one of the most commercially successful of all time like it's up there with back in black from acdc it, it is just so damn good oh like this this is the start of the best era of pink floyd from 1973 to 1979 full stop and then they even put it in the dune trailer so that was kind of cool. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's my rant. I would high-five you, Gunner, if I could, but I can't. I mean, I feel like we all agree it's a very good album. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not going to take <clears throat> away from the album. It's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to listen to that front to back. Yes. Wait, did you not listen to Dark Side of the Moon? No, I did. No, I did. I did. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if I were to listen to that album, or if I were to listen to like, I'm not going to pick one song from that album to go listen to. I'm going to listen to the entire thing. Well, sure. I don't listen to this album because I have to do that. If I start listening to Speak to Me, I'm just going to listen to the entire album. And I'm not going to focus on anything else that I'm doing. And I mean, and there are honestly some albums like that. And I think Mm -hmm. there's 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 many albums like that. And that definitely makes it an amazing album. But at the same time, like that. And while I think that's it's definitely like its strongest point, like front to back, this album is perfect. It's a smooth, Mm -hmm. I agree, seamless, great listen to. But also, and like you said, there are songs that you can go back and listen to whenever, but there are also songs that I really wouldn't want to just like, oh, I mean, I'm just going to put on a random song, and then like, let's say On The Run comes on, it's just like, like, this is good, but it's not like what I want to listen to, necessarily. So, I agree. But when it when you put On The Run, like, in between Breath In The Air and Time, it's a it's the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that's both this album's strong points and its weakness. Or where like falls a bit short of like maybe some of the other albums to me, but also some of the hype got to me because it was just like I expected to come into listening like one of the most glorious things that's ever graced my ears, and it just wasn't and that to is. me. It should have been. It should have been. I mean, someone already took that spot. Well, are we He's done, about... uh, Alex? Did you want to talk about Dark Side of the Moon? No, I think y'all covered everything. Yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> so this what I just posted in the Discord is for Wish You Were Here. Um, that's a comparison of Sid Barrett in like 1967 versus like 1974, 1975 when they're recording Wish You Were Here. Because um, it's about Sid Barrett, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Shine On Your Crazy Diamond is explicitly about Sid Barrett. Same with Wish You Were Here. Um, really, the whole album is a, uh, hey, Sid, we miss you. Um, and he shows up like fat, shaved head, no eyebrows. Apparently, he just brushes his teeth the whole time or like par- part of the time. And they ask him like while they're playing Shine On Your Crazy Diamond, like, what'd you think? And he's like, sounds a little old. <laughs> and he just dips. <laughs> like they didn't even recognize him. Told him, hey, this is all for you. And he's like, okay. Oh. But yeah. If you didn't catch it, we're talking about Wish You Were Here. And that is my number three album. Steven, I stole your, your introduction. It's my number six. I really enjoyed this album. I really enjoy it. It's pretty good. Again, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, both parts. Parts one through five and six through nine are beautiful. I absolutely fucking adore them. But it's my number six. It's pretty good. It's uh, my number two. Really? I really like this album. Yeah, really enjoyed it, it. It is also my number two. Huh. This album is amazing. I did not imagine that this was going to be my number two. It was actually kind of low in my first listen through. I had it at like five or six. And then just listening to it again, it's it just sounds like Dark Side of the Moon. But like, not as, not as a collective. Like it just sounds, I don't. It sounds like quintessential Pink Floyd to me, and I love it. The uh, Shine on You, Crazy Diamond, parts one through five is so goddamn good. I mean, the whole thing is good, but I don't know. It just pulls me in. I'm also loving these like 15 minute long songs by Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. where you have like it feels like different parts to the same song. So they feel it feels like it changes, but it stays the same throughout the entire time. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Jorge, you were surprised. Do you have it kind of low? Um, it's more middle of the pack to me. It's my number eight. Like, Ugh, Shine On You Crazy so Diamond low. is good. And I did like Have a Cigar. But, like, I don't know. Listening to it, I was just like, this is, this is like, it's a good album. Like, and even when I first listened to it, I was like, this is middle of the pack. But then, like, as I heard, like, other Pink Floyd albums, I was like, yeah, like, it's not, it's not standing out to me like some other ones do. So just, but it's still like a good album. Like I recognize Lynn Tom, like yeah, this is good. It's just maybe not for me. I I had the John approach, like where well, I guess kind of like John. I thought it was middle of the pack only because I had never listened to it the full way through until like getting ready for this. Um, I had always heard like Shine on Your Crazy Diamond in full, or like Wish You Were Here. The first time I ever heard um, Welcome to the Machine, I was going to my first ever big boy job outside of college, and it was at a call center, and just that, like, the mechanical buzz, and then he goes, Welcome to the Machine, I was like, I'm a cog, (laughs) and it broke my spirits, Mm -hmm. but then listening to it all the way through, I mean, it it just shot it up like all the way to number three at first i was like this is one of their saddest albums because it is it's like a memorial for somebody who's still alive yeah 
but it's just it's just so damn good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking about the wall. The wall is no, also. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, animals? About animals. No, you're right. You're right. We're talking. I'm sorry. We're talking about animals. We're talking about animals. I'm sorry. You back that, you back that thing up. It's number All two, right. baby. I fucking love animals. Hey, same. I absolutely fucking adore this album. It's so good. It's so number, fucking good. Number two is super high. The less lyrics there are. For a Pink Floyd album for me, the higher it's gonna be up there. There's not like it's just it's just fucking beautiful. It's just playing and it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Fucking pigs on a wing. Both of those, both of those songs are fucking fantastic. I like they're short, they're sweet, they're they're fantastic, they're great. And then you got uh I don't know. I really enjoy. I enjoy animals the whole way through. It's so good. You got like long as fuck songs in the middle of it too. Fantastic. Chef's kiss. Better than Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Again, slightly. <laughs> Worse than Umaguma though. It's based off a book. I'm like Stephen, what's a uh, what's a social cause you care quite a bit about <laughs> that I could donate on the opposite side to for a charity in the name of Umaguma? <laughs> like, like if you're really against like kids not having shoes, fuck them kids. Is there it, okay? So you're you're anti kids having shoes? Yeah, if you give some kids some shoes, I'm gonna be upset, <laughs> real I'm angry. Donate, I'm gonna donate money to like kidsshoesorg.gov. In the name of Umaguma, because like, I mean, I don't want you to derive joy from that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster of a human being. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I really, we already talked about why I like Umaguma, and it's fucking awesome. I know. I love it. it. Just it's, it's staying with me. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. I enjoy the fuck out of that album. Okay, I'll pull us away from it. I don't think Animals is a bad album. It's okay. I have it at number nine. I like That's it. That's so low. It's wow. fun. Yeah, it's not number two, Steven. It's not fucking better than Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here. Get the fuck out of here. It's number it's two. It's okay. It's a fine album. It's not It's not a great album. It's middle of the pack. Mm-mm. Top five, easy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. I've got Animals as my number four. Oh, wow. Yeah, see? Uh, Top five, easy. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very good album. Um, Where did you put it, Jorge? Who? Me? Jorge? He hasn't talked about it yet. Ah, um, I, you just interrupted Gunner telling you why it was at his number four, yeah, agreeing thought, with you to Jorge ask someone. I thought <laughs> Jorge said it was. Me. I thought he agreed with me. Um, no, I mean, I agree with you. That's a good album. It's for me, it's my number six. It's the very bottom of like the albums I thought were like fantastic. Okay. No one else agreed with me as number two. No, not, number oh, two. not that crazy. good. I'm going Holy fucking shit. crazy. <laughs> it's a number five for me. I enjoyed it. Not number two, though. Hey, but we all agree that John's hating, though, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, like, fuck John. John it's a fine a album. Fan. It's just not yeah. better than some of the other Pink Floyd that we haven't talked about yet. But this, like, this is such a precursor to The Wall. Yeah, well, like, it's a fu- it's an album about goddamn Animal Farm. Yeah, it's, like, straight up, instead of, like, making, like, being mad at Stalin, Roger Waters is like, number one, I hate capitalism. Number two... I hate the government. Number three, 
maybe it's not so bad. Um, and like he's a little optimistic with like bookending pigs on the wing on both sides. Because mm-hmm. like in the greater cultural sphere, this also is happening during like the punk movement, which is very nihilistic. So it's very like he's trying to be like, hey, things suck, but they could not, but they do, but maybe they won't. Um, I would like to reference a little bit of trivia. Um, so this album dropped in 1977. 1975, when Dark Side of the Moon releases, same year that Monty Python the Holy Grail releases, um, which got funding from Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Genesis. So that's kind of fun. But, yeah, animals... Shout out the best fucking drummer all time. Yeah, Nick Mason of Pink Floyd. Mm, that's not the guy. <laughs> Phil Collins of Genesis. No, it's Neil Peart. Neil Peart is not the drummer of Genesis. <laughs> Unless you're talking Neil Peart Rush best drummer, which I can agree. Yes. He was pretty that's good. That's exactly what I was saying. I was okay. not saying Neil Peart was the drummer of Genesis. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Gunner? Get the hell out of here. Neil Peart, pretty good drummer. He's my number two, probably. If he had done the soundtrack for Tarzan, he'd probably move up to number one. But only one person can do that soundtrack, so. The soundtrack to Tarzan does bang. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it fucking bangs. That's arguably the best Disney soundtrack, but. Yes, sir. Absolutely, Jorge. Yeah, you need to listen to the Disney episode because Steven has a a rant for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So now, as I was saying earlier, but I was incorrect, we're talking about The Wall. The Wall, I think, is probably the second, it's either the first or the second most iconic Pink Floyd album. I think Dark Side of the Moon is more, but The Wall, if you have ever heard a song on the radio and it was not money, by Pink Floyd and it was not money, it's probably from The Wall. Yeah. It bangs. It is my number three. Same. This album's fucking fantastic. It is so. It is such a politically charged album, but it's not. It's a politically charged album done well. Done very well. Super well, fucking well. Well, just like Dark Side of the Moon, it's a story. It starts yeah. with a you know, kid get drafted. He goes to war. Tells a story. Mm-hmm. It's good. It you know it it. I don't like it as much as Wish You Were Here or Dark Side of the Moon. That's why it's my number three. But it's still a fantastic album. All of these songs are fucking, they're good in their own right. And then together, they create a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. This has, this I think has the opposite problem that Dark Side of the Moon has. You can play fucking, you pick, you pick on the wall and it's going to be a banger most of the time. And I feel like you can just like, just choose and i don't have to listen to a fucking two hour long album or whatever i i do feel like you can do that more with this album it is i don't have the feeling where i need to listen to the entire album front to back every yeah. time i start the album 100 i i can actually just pick out a song see but i feel like that's a weak point in it compared to dark side of the moon is because they for me they don't feel like they connect as much to one another Dark Side of the Moon is the ending to one song is literally the beginning to the next. 
they flow. Sure. And this there, there's less of that, in my opinion. I but, think I prefer I prefer the execution done on the wall. Sure. Slightly better than I do Dark Side of the Moon. They're my three and four, so they're basically interchangeable. I'm, yeah. I'm more or less there with you, Steven. The wall is my number one. Um I enjoyed it the most. Literally listening to this, I'm like, wow, this had nothing but bangers. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's just, it's straight fucking bangers. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I see why everyone had Dark Side of the Moon on their shirts, but they need to get the wall instead, because this definitely mm-hmm. was just a more superior album in my eyes, just by a little bit. Like, and I think it really was just that the individual, the songs felt more individual, while also still making a cohesive, like, album. I agree, 100%. Alex, before I go on my rant, where do you place the wall? Oh, man. It's my number four. <laughs> uh, how low is it, Gunner? It is number two. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting that to be low for Gunner. Yeah, same. Well, I, I didn't either, but when he said, before I go on my rant, and all of us yeah. just talking about how good this album was, sure. and his, low, his second highest is number eight, that's still open, yeah. I was a little worried. No, no, no. Don't don't worry. This is my favorite Pink Floyd album. Full stop. Okay. Um, there is so much going on in this album, John. Like you're talking about with Dark Side of the Moon being a story. My God, Roger Waters had like basically puts his life story on display here mm-hmm. through the fictional character of Floyd Pinkerton. Um, which growing up, I'm like, ho ho ho, he's got my last name, ho ho ho. Um, you just doxed yourself. I did, but like most people think I have a fake name anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, That's do you prefer The Wall or Oh god. Who sings fucking Beverly Hills? What? Fucking god damn it. They have uh Weezer. the blue album oh. and shit. No. Yeah, Weezer's Weezer is good, but I know because they have an album named Pinkerton, um, which is a good album. It got ridiculed at time of release, but that's a different episode. Um, we'll never do a no, fucking always, Weezer. I would say the music Wall episode is one of my top 3 albums of all time. Yeah, uh, it's a good album. Possibly even number 1. Now, that's a much harder list. Roger Waters, mm-hmm. his dad dies in World War 2. So when you have um, the thin ice where it's just, or maybe it's another brick in the wall part one where it's just the plane diving and crashing and it just gets louder and louder until it's all you hear Mm -hmm. and then it blows and then it's the baby crying and you're like, Oh damn. Hell yeah, brother. It's fucking cool. And then it's like mother loves her baby. Daddy loves you too. Um, And, and also God, he's like, Daddy, what'd you leave behind for me? Dude, it is such a good beginning and just setting the scene. Like, it, it's a rock opera. Mm-hmm. Because it's followed in 1982 by The Wall with Bob Geldof as the lead character playing Floyd. But, like, dude, it's it's just this, it's an insanely good album that I know I have to put Dark Side as number one. The Wall, if Dark Side never came out, the Wall would be the number one album, hands down, no question. Do you um, think they make The Wall without Darkseid? Yes. Really? I, I really do, because Waters, I feel like it would have been even more political than it is. I feel like The Wall could have been closer to the final cut, 
God. Without Darkseid, which we'll get to the final cut We'll get next. to the fucking final cut. Um, <laughs> but the wall, I think the wall is just, it's the swan song of Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. It is the final coming together of them. Um, another Brick in the Wall part two, just the children's chorus is iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is. 100% um, it is. Comfortably numb. I mean, everybody loves to cover it. Everybody loves to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful start to finish. It actually does have a loop. So the beginning song, In the Flesh, very quiet, opens up with the words, We Came In. And the final song, uh, Outside the Wall, finishes with the words, Isn't This Where? So it's just a loop of this cycle of just overprotection, overindulgence, overconsumerism, and then crashing and falling and laying yourself bare and rebuilding the wall. And it is just so goddamn good. It's a very like, pretty album. Yeah. I th- One of my psychedelic experiences where I was in an altered state of mind through um, some Lucy, if you will, <laughs> uh, was in college and all me and all my friends were sitting just listening to this album. And we couldn't even get past, like, I think it was uh, Goodbye Blue Sky where it's just Gilmore singing about, like, everybody having to stay inside from bombs dropping. And, like, we look over, and, like, one of my friends is just crying, and another one's like, can we listen to something else, man? Because, like, <laughs> you cannot listen to this album mm-hmm. for, like, the first hour <laughs> and be happy. Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit where you're like, hey, I'm vibing, but, <laughs> like, it's not a happy album, but it is just beautiful. Oh, my God. It's like Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. Like, that movie's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it is the Grave of the Fireflies for an album. I'll listen to that The Wall more than once, though. I'm never watching yeah. Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, I'm never watching again. that movie ever again. If we're talking about like actually depressing albums, probably A Crow Looked at Me by Mount Erie, where he's talking about his wife dying of stage four like cancer. That's yeah, more that's like Grave rough. of the Fireflies. That shit's fucking rough. <laughs> that is a... That is a tough album. Yeah, it is. So check that out. But um, the wall is just so beautiful. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Now we're gonna talk about. Now we're gonna out. talk about not a beautiful album. <laughs> okay. In, yeah. in the okay. final cut. Before before we talk about the final cut, we all have different spots open. Uh, I have a couple high ones, or most of mine are generally either middle or good. Stevens are all hey, the really rest of low. These are bad. It's <laughs> 10, 12, 13. 10, 12, 13, and 15? Are mm-hmm. there only four more albums? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then the other three are kind of scattered. Gunner's kind of low. The only spot that all of us still have open left is 10. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's I don't know if pressure. we're all going to line up for any of these albums. But we could. We might. I don't think we will. I, I'm confident that we will not. I okay. fucking hate the final cut. I fucking hate this album. It's my number 15. <laughs> It oh, is garbage. Jesus. Oh my god. The final cut's trash. It Did it insult your mother? Like No, it insulted it's the fucking it's the preachiest fucking government bad album I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. It's fucking trash. There's no nuance. It's just beating you over the head with it. I don't like the album cart. I don't like the album lover. It's garbage too. Nah, I fucking I do not like the final cut. One bit. 
especially as like after vibing and loving the wall immediately to get hit by the final cut. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Okay. No. The final cut <laughs> really should just be. Well, it was intended to be a Roger Waters solo solo album. Like Pink Floyd, the band approached Waters and was like, "Hey, we should do another album." And he was like, "I have two solo projects. Which one do y'all want?" And they chose the final cut. Um, and the other one becomes his first solo album. And originally, this is what was going to be the Wall, the movie soundtrack. But like you're saying, Roger Waters, I mean, he's been building up politically for his being pissed. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Falkland Wars with Maggie Thatcher, um, he's like, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to get on my soapbox and I'm going to be mad. I fucking, it's just 43 minutes and 14 seconds. I have it as my number eight, though, because I still think it's a good album, but it is not at all a great Pink Floyd Jesus, album. that was your highest spot left. You think no, the last shit, three albums are really that bad? Trash. I, I will get into why I dislike the final three. I... Because this is 1983 when this releases. I, uh... I put... I guess we're not all going to line up for number ten, because I have the final cut at number ten, which is my lowest spot hey, remaining. same. Also, number 10. Oh, see, we were almost there, boys. Mm. Close. But Steven fucking hated it. I f- it is so preachy. It is so, so preachy. It's ridiculous. I don't like most of the album. I love The Hero's Return. I love that song. It's a good song. Most of the album's just okay. I don't hate it. It's okay. It's middle of the pack. It's not as good as Animals, because Animals is like, you know, we're getting into the good albums. And the only reason I have an Adam Hart mother below this is because the fucking the breakfast song. You don't like milky cereal. I get it. Nah, I don't. I don't want to hear people eat milky cereal. I don't want to hear like you're just hating on ASMR, dog. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's a thing. That doesn't do it for you. No, no. You don't understand the kids, John. The kids. That's a weird. We're okay. I don't. Never mind. We don't need to break that one down. We're good. I, to be fair. Roger Waters leaves the band right after this album. Um, Richard was not even on it. Richard Wright was not even on this album. He was already kicked out. Um, So, like, it's really not a Pink Floyd album. I like it for two reasons. There's a song called The Gunner's Dream where that smooth saxophone comes in. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. That song... Oh. With the sax is very good. Bull, yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, fuck off. He just, I don't he like. Says, it. Says, hold on to the dream, and you just hear. Hell like, yeah, brother. Oh my god. It, yeah, sure. Fletcher sure. Memorial Home is good too, though. It's very like, it's very. He's laying it on thick, being like, I hate the government, but it still works well. But yeah, Gunner's Dream. Again, give the me, name, give me more. But second. That jazz, that's that's sad. I don't need vocals. Mm. I don't need vocals. Just give me fucking music. I mean, yeah, that's why I like "Shine On You, Crazy Diamond" and some of those others, like because it's just it's just instrumental shit. That's why we'll talk about. That's the word I wanted to use. Instrumental. That's why I fucking like Uma Guma, my dude. It's no, there's no fucking, 
There's no yeah, but words. It's bad instrumental. No, it's not. There's no order to it. Yeah, that's yeah. great. We're done talking about Umaguma. No, we are. Yeah, we're not. We're not talking about it anymore. Shutting it down. Hold it. Say, this is just no. hold it down. Get rid of Umaguma. <laughs> this is Steven's dirty little secret. Oh, like we're it. gonna suppress it. I love it. It's like it's just fucking. It's organized chaos, and I absolutely love it. It's not organized. What's that? What's that Dune quote? Where he's like, I must not fear. I must not Umaguma. <laughs> I must Umaguma not Umaguma because Umaguma is the, the mind cat killer. That total obliteration. Have you read that trash book? I have not, but I also think you should be. I anyway. Anyway, Jorge, how would you like to enter into this discussion? <laughs> um, I mean, it's eleven to me. Okay. There's not much else I can say that in addition to to summarize everything y'all said. Yeah, I just didn't like the vibes, man. Like I'm coming off the wall. I'm hype. Yeah, exactly. I'm revitalized of like just you know the trauma that Uma Guma gave me. Shut the fuck and up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? They had an off year. It's okay. Like we're back in it. Pink Floyd is Pink Floyd going hard, and I listen to this. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's it is so much not the wall. It's fucking sickening. <laughs> But the reason it's not any lower is because I do attest to the fact that, I mean, it did come right after Wall Dog. So, like, okay, sure. it had tough competition. Sure. So that makes it not the worst to me. <laughs> That's why I, I listened to them in the tentative order that I made it, so that you could try and listen to them subjective to what is either better or worse than it is, not what it came after. Because, like... I don't know. Coming after the wall, like you said, it's it's difficult to, like, that's listening to after the wall on my list. I listen to Wish You Were Here, and I think that's a better album. So, like, that's why it it was okay to make that progression. But you can't you can't listen to the final cut after the wall and be like, yeah, this holds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, one hundred fucking percent. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the worst album though, Stephen. It's pretty fucking bad. But, I mean, you know, someone had to do it. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But now, we have a momentary lapse of reason. Not good. 13. 15. Hated it. Absolutely. Yeah, not good. Hated this album. uh, Yeah, tell tell me why you don't like this album, Alex. I just, I, I can't, I couldn't do it. Just listening right. to this album. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about this album. I just couldn't listen to it. It was rough. And I listened to it twice. And it just, the second time, just reassured my dislike oh, for this album. Man. Yeah. More like a momentary lack of talent. Yeah, get um, fucked. Boom. Fuck you, Pink Floyd. <laughs> get made. Where did you have it, Jorge? Ten. I actually didn't hate it as much as everybody else did. But it wasn't... It wasn't the best time. Like, it's the literal bottom barrel of, like, the middle of the pack. Like, if someone put this on, I'd be like, okay, can you, like, change it after, like, track seven? Nah. So, so... We listen to a sign- Signs of Life. I'm like, fuck off. Get the shit out of here. <laughs> so, I, I, I also have it at my lowest spot left, but my lowest spot left is seven. Uh, yeah, you're a fucking maniac. Yeah, 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 we'll talk. we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Shut the hell up. Originally... When I had first did this list, my tentative list, I had a momentary lapse of reason at, like, number three. What the fuck? So, so here's why. You had a momentary lapse of reason. I did. I did. <laughs> I yes. was going to say that. <laughs> Both of you are very clever. Mm-hmm. You're welcome big, for setting that brain. up for you. 
That's what Umagoon uh, will do for you. It just fucking shut the shoots, your, shoots your IQ up <laughs> through the goddamn stratosphere. I'm just ignoring that. So, <laughs> uh, we we started, or I started listening to these albums right after we did the 80s songs list. This album, it just feels to, it felt like to me, like it was Pink Floyd if they tried to combine the 80s into a single album. But Pink Floyd made the album. That's what it felt like to me. It was just, it had a Pink Floyd feel to it, but they also incorporate a bunch of different 80s techniques throughout the album. It felt like a bunch of different 80s songs all jammed together in this one album. And I liked it, because I had just gotten done listening to these 80s songs, and I liked those 80s You know, it just made me, I don't know, it was a fun time and I enjoyed it. I also really liked The Dogs of War. I think that's a good song. But, going back through it, it's not as good. Moved it way down to 7. But... I still liked the album. I still enjoyed it. I don't think it's fucking 15. I think you describing right. it as a mixture of Pink Floyd in the 80s is the reason why I don't like it. And that's fine. I want Pink Floyd to be Pink Floyd. And I don't want Pink Floyd to be... Like, they don't need to borrow from the 80s. They could just do other shit. They have a they have a very distinct sound, and I would I wish they would kept with it. Well, they do have a distinct sound, but they also, like... Uma Guma is not their distinct sound, Steven. I mean, you're I mean, right. You're saying a momentary lapse of some reason could have, just them being, could have just been them putting words to all the songs in Uma Guma, seeing if they can actually make some layers to make this decent. <laughs> That's a good point. But... That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about it like oh, that. Oh, man. So I, I, I think... My mind blocked out what Steve said was a good point, just by sheer frustration. I think, uh, wait, nah, that's fucking... If I can find the instrumentals for a momentary lapse of reason, I might just try listening to that. Make it Umaguma okay. 2. Umaguma-er. No, momentary lapse of reason is straight up Roger Waters and David Gilmore breaking up and David Gilmore making a breakup album saying, I don't need you, I'm just as good without you, and it's not. It's when Pink Floyd is truly a brand, cool. Learning to Fly, great single, but it's for a different band. They drop 13 albums that are not Momentary Lapse of Reason, that are not The Division Bell, or Endless River. They drop 13 albums that are either live albums from 1981 to 2014 13 albums that are either live albums compilations unreleased tracks box sets whatever 13 they have total 15 albums and do you know when those released in like the final like three albums time span they have 12 albums of non-commercialized bullshit and then Roger Waters leaves, and the executives are like, wait a minute, everybody's wearing Dark Side of the Moon t-shirts, I've got an idea. And they just print money by pimping out Pink Floyd for the next, like, 30 years. Like, I am so upset by Momentary Lapse of Reason, and that anybody puts it higher than, like, 14 so John putting it at seven, 
I don't like you right now. Yeah, we're we're only going up from here, Gunner. That's insane. I know. I know you have four and five left for the final two Pink Floyd albums. I kind of want to just take off my headset whenever you talk and somebody text me when it's time for somebody else who has a good opinion to come on the line. How dare you? (laughs) Number one, how dare you? Number two, how dare me? Okay, I'll admit, the first Pink Floyd album I ever listened to was Pulse which was a 2001 compilation album. But do you know what? I was six years old. I didn't know better. But then a momentary lapse of... It's pretty bad. I can't even even formulate just how disappointed I am in the final three albums. They're pretty bad. I agree, 100%. Uh, You know what isn't really bad, though? Fucking The Division Bells goddamn album cover... That's my favorite. That's my favorite album cover. Same. It's so fucking cool looking. Uh, but I said it. That is my number ten. The Division Bell is my number ten. I enjoyed it. It's all. I mean, the rest. I mean, again, the rest of these albums aren't very good. But it's probably the best of the worst for me, anyway. Yeah, that's. I'm the same way. Division Bell is my number 10. It's, it really is like a nostalgia album. Mm-hmm. Of me being like, hey, maybe the bad times weren't so bad. And like, just trying to find like some good, but like, it, they're not a cover band by any means. They're industry veterans. They're great musicians. But it's just like, they dropped the Division Bell and it goes like, I think double or triple platinum. Just because it's a Pink Floyd album. Yeah, it's fucking Pink Floyd, and everyone's going to listen it. to it. That's it. It has some flashes of great moments, but there's nothing like concrete on it where I'm like, wow, way to go. That's my piece on Division Bell. I'll go last. Oh, God. You're a maniac. Hey, Alex, where do you have it? It's, it's my number three. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. It was a good, good album to just kind of like sit back and have it as like a background noise. I, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say about it. Loved it. It was good. You're missing one, Alex, on this list. Hey, I'm also going to say that Division Bell for me is number four. Y'all are fucking crazy. I, I actually did enjoy Division Bell. I saw the album, I'm like, dang, this is dope. And I listened, I'm like, hey, this is also pretty dope. Like, went through it i was just coming off my momentary lapse of reason so i was just feeling i was like tired but this just dug me out of it it said like hey pink floyd is still here (laughs) we still got a little bit more left in the tank and i was like hey thank you i think that might also be another thing that like it was after momentary lapse of reason so it really just like bumped it up it was the opposite enjoyed it yeah the exact opposite for the wall and final cut if I take 10 shots of Fireball and then the next morning I have a nice like chamomile tea, I'm going to be like, this chamomile is really good. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good way of putting that. <laughs> a momentary lapse of reason is like, I'm going to eat expired Indian food and then I'm going to have a nice like Ritz cracker with peanut butter. Of course it's going to be palatable. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, be. listen, man. Ritz cracker with peanut butter were my go-to snack as a child. Yeah, but it's not number four. <laughs> but it's not number four. 
Okay. I have it at number five. Y'all are fucking crazy. Actually, no. Fuck you for hey. what's about to come next. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk That's about a good it, Gunner. Point. So, I'm, good I'm lord. I'm lacing up my boxing gloves right now. I'm lacing up my gloves. Good so, lord. And I'll explain it, and I feel like I have a good argument even if you disagree with me. So I have notes for, like, most of these. The only note that I have for the Division Bell is Stephen Hawking. I fucking love Keep Talking. I love that song. It's got Stephen Hawking in it. Uh, I love Wearing the Inside Out, and I love What Do You Want From Me. Whole whole album is a ton of fun. I, you guys don't like it. That's fine. Or Stephen and Gunner don't like it. But I'll be the tiebreaker. I fucking enjoyed the album. It's a ton of fun. It's a good album. It's good music. And, like, I understand that it's, like, it's, it is moving away from what Pink Floyd was. Like, in the peak of Pink Floyd, we are now moving away from that. Because I feel like Pink Floyd has, like, three different eras of music. You have the first couple albums, the first four albums or so, where it's just, like, weird psychedelic stuff. It's uh, It's really trippy. You have, like, wild stuff that no one's ever tried before. And then you have the middle era from Adam Hartmother to about right before a momentary lapse of reason. So even if you don't like the final cut because it's really political, but it's the, it's the same kind of style of music. So you have Adam Hartmother to a final cut where it's the middle and it's just like the peak type of Pink Floyd. They have found their sound. They know what they want to sound like. Like they picked out from that fucking cacophony of random shit that they did what they actually like and what works for them, and they made all these albums. And then now we s- switch to a third era, where I don't I don't know the names as well as you do, Gunner, but some people left by this point, right? Yeah, and so I view it as five, but yeah, you're probably talking about David Gilmore. Yes, David Gilmore kind of takes over at this point, correct? Yeah, Roger Waters leaves, uh, and David Gilmore is like. Oh, what's all this then? <laughs> and he just runs into the fucking ground. Anyway. So so I was talking to our friend Anthony about this, who's also very opinionated. And when I had told him my tentative <laughs> list, he was telling me that I just I got the hots for David Gilmore because of me liking some of these later albums higher up. Yeah. I don't know. I I've already talked about how I don't like the first five albums or the first four albums, so they're really low. And then I have a couple of the later albums up here because I don't have spots with The Piper at the Gates of Dawn and A Saucer Full of Secrets and fucking Uma Guma. They're lower. I don't have them high up to talk about up here, so I have this. I have The Division Bell, just like Alex and Jorge. It's a fun album. It's good. You guys may not like it for your particular reasons, but It doesn't feel like a Pink Floyd album to me. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't care. Sure. You should. See, but this this album isn't, or this, this episode, I I don't know if I care. Like, it is not my place to identify what Pink Floyd is and what they represent and what their music should sound like and what classifies as Pink Floyd. Because you have the argument of how like how much do you have to change something for it to become something completely different, right? Like, you can have that argument. You can have that philosophical debate that if you remove a single band member or you change a band member or you add something or someone got married or whatever and 
things change, that they're literally a different band because they're not the same members, they don't play the same instruments, whatever. And you could make that argument if you want to, but I'm saying that this episode, we are not making that argument. We cannot say this is defended to be Pink Floyd and this is not Pink Floyd because it is. It's made by Pink Floyd and even if the only thing that it has is the brand, we're not arguing about the philosophy of it as much as I would enjoy doing and I would like to do that at a later date on a different kind of podcast. Hint, hint, Stephen. Uh, I mean, today we're just talking about Pink Floyd. And I think I'm going to make that argument. I, and that's fine. I, I, I think you can make that argument. I'm just not making that argument here and now today. Yeah. I'm saying I, I like the music, whether or not people consider it to be Pink Floyd. I think my issue with it is I went in expecting a certain sound. And it was not that sound that I went in expecting. So therefore, it was worse than I went in thinking it was going to be. And that happens with tons of artists. Yeah. People do, absolutely. like, fucking 808s and Heartbreaks. That shit yeah. did not sound like fucking Graduation. Or Homecoming, yeah. or uh, fucking... What was the album that came out right before? It is. Late Registration? Late Registration, sorry. Like, that shit, the... Insanely different. Well, yeah, each one of his... We talked about that. Each one of his albums is completely different from the other ones. Mm-hmm. But they're still... I don't know. I don't know. It's, no, it's... I, and I know what you mean, Stephen. Because Eight Ways and Heartbreak, like we knew it could be something different, but we didn't know it could be this different. Yeah, like we didn't the know whole... we were gonna get the auto tune yeah, and was... start with <laughs> Welcome to Heartbreak. Wild. And... <laughs> like it, it was a completely. It was. I expected a curveball, and I got that mixed with like a knuckleball, and yeah. I still swung on like the, and I still swung while I was way off. My batting range. So, <laughs> it was just... And that's I think that's what it was with Division Bell. But I think the reason I like Division Bell because I went into this, and like I said, I know absolutely nothing about Pink Floyd. I am some uncouth heathen who just happened upon this great band and started listening to their albums. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is not. I like this. I like. I don't like this. I like the messenger saying here. I don't like the messenger saying here. So, like, I heard Division Bell. I didn't know nothing about no singers. I didn't know nothing about no members leaving or whatever. I was just like, hmm, this is fun. I like this. Yep. And it had the Pink Floyd names. So I was like, this is Pink Floyd. Now we're so, going to talk about a bad album. <laughs> I, I want to I wanna say a few things before we touch on the Endless the River. One. The Endless, the Endless River. River. I break Pink Floyd into five eras. Wikipedia does as well. There's pre-1967, so pre-Piper at the Gates of Dawn, formation. After Piper at the Gates of Dawn, there's the rise in international success. Wikipedia says 1978 is when Waters takes over. I think Waters takes over by um, 1973. I think it is his band until 1985 when he leaves. After the final cut. 1985 to 1994 is the Gilmore era. Or milking a cow for all it's worth. Or beating a dead horse. Or just pimping out a relative. You could call it a lot of things. Basically 1985 to 2014. I think you were just... You were not letting sleeping dogs lie. Um, because 94... After... This album drops. The Division Bell. 
there is a 20 year gap mm-hmm. until endless river drops they did they pulled an opposite of a tribe called west yeah the group breaks up people die so they go to live eight concert in 2005 which is kind of like live aid but not um and all of them are there except for sid barrett uh because sid barrett's sid barrett a year later in 2006 sid barrett dies two years later richard wright dies the keyboardist and in 2014 they have the endless river and they break up for good asterisk i wish i was born on november 7th of like 1993 no november 6th 1993 so i could turn 21 on november 7th 2014 when endless river drops i could drink myself to death legally (laughs) (laughs) because that's how bad this album is i wish i had been introduced my whole life And then this album drops, and I just drink myself to death legally. You'd be seven days older than me, but also dead. That's fine. At least I don't have to listen to this again. That's a good point. That is a good point. It's my number 15. It's my number 12. The Endless River. It's my number 12. It's not good. It's better than, like, the rest of this trash, but it's still trash. I I didn't enjoy it one bit I don't like the naming convention I don't like the naming convention at all I don't like that they misspelled Nirvana go fuck themselves (laughs) but whatever I really don't like the naming convention it's it feels a lot like It does feel like Wish You Were Here. Except they just like, we'll try a little bit. We'll try and make it a little bit like Wish You Were Here. Except the naming convention is fucking stupid. Album art, alright. No division bell though. I'm surprised you didn't like this because most of it's just instrumental. Yeah, but it's not It's not Pink Floyd instrumental. It, it's the same shit. It's the it's the same stuff as the division bell. I went in listening with, I went in with a with a very specific mindset. Of this is Pink Floyd in my brain, and it was not that. Sadly. Also, I can't believe this shit came out in 2014. That's nuts. Yeah, it's very recent. You know what else came out in 2014? That's a good album. The Drake album with the blue and the sky. Oh no! Oh, nothing was the same. Yeah, that's a great yeah. Drake album. Hey, his best album. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that came out in 2013, sorry. Eh, close enough. Fucking wrong. This is the year we graduated, though. Yeah, it is. Ugh. Nothing good came out of 2014, then. That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) We graduated and the end the server dropped. Yep, not good. I'm sure there was something that happened that year that wasn't terrible. Alex, you also got this at 14? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if I have to compare Momentary Lapse and, and Reason and this album, I thoroughly enjoyed The Endless River. 
That's a very succinct way of describing your like for or your like for Endless River and your dislike for Momentary Lapse of Reason. I, you split the difference between the two of them. You have it at number 13. I do. Um, it is 13 to me. It um, wasn't worse than more or Umaguma because those things existed and... <laughs> Umaguma's fantastic. I really think I they shouldn't have. I cannot believe but, y'all don't like Umaguma. Endless River was kind of like um, you playing like basketball with your friends or something, and then your uh, dad just coming up from around the house with his like waist belt and saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna play with y'all too," and then him like almost tearing himself in half in the process of doing a layup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw what you were trying to do, Pink Floyd, but like, come on, man, it's it seems like your time is up. And it's a sad thing that we both had to admit that. Yeah. I mean, they could release it again. Just call it something else. Well, they they came out with like another compilation album. Yeah, the later years. Oh, yeah, in 2019? Yeah, the later years, which is just stuff they didn't put on. Um, fucking whatever. This Man, I don't, want, I don't want to listen to the Lucy's. Endless River. Of Endless River. Yeah. Well, the later, yeah. the later years is... I thought it was a compilation of their other stuff. It, I think it is, but it's also just like, dude, they're just, ah, I hate it. I, I like post 1981, like, like I said earlier, the wall was a swan song and everything else. They skinned the corpse, tied it to <laughs> like a dog with one leg and was like, look, it can still honk, and they just beat it until it bark and whelp, and eventually it would sound like a swan. And they're like, "Now give us money." It was just yeah, but they didn't even have to ask. You're giving them money anyway, because <laughs> they're pink fucking Floyd. Because because you hope that it would still be a swan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, John. So why do you like this trash ass album? Okay, yeah. so my spot is the highest among all of us. It is at number four. That's Ridiculous. crazy. I. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. That's fine. Anthony told me that, too. I guess, before I talk about this, we had talked briefly before the episode started about who was going to have the worst list. I guess I have the worst list. Stephen has the hottest take. Stephen has the hottest... No, no, no. Stephen has the hottest take. But I... I have all of the first albums at the bottom, and I have a couple of the new albums at the top. So... Even though I am firmly in the belief that I am correct, maybe my list is the worst list. Regardless. Um, in comparison, I would say it's kind of like Steven threw up in our mouths while you just kept spitting in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a very, 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 that is a Good lord. That was a really good uh, way of putting that, Jorge. Yeah, but I only vomited once. I only threw up the one time. John just kept spitting. So which is really worse? Which one would you rather take? Which is really worse? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. I liked The Endless River because, like I said earlier, this was my first time listening to basically every single album by Pink Floyd. The only album I had listened to was Dark Side of the Moon, and I had already really liked Pink Floyd. But that's the case for most of us, except for Gunner. Gunner, I think, is the only person who had listened to most or all of these albums before recently, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, listening to all of these albums and then hitting The Endless River, it did not feel like I was listening to anything new. It just felt like I was listening to everything that I enjoyed about Pink Floyd up to this point, all kind of crammed into a new album where it feels like everything else, but it's technically new because they're new songs. It's like Pink Floyd adjacent. That's a good way of describing it. Which, if you think that it's a cash grab, and it most likely is, I don't know. I haven't done the, I haven't done the research on it. Gunnar has done fucking years worth of research for this episode, uh, and I have not done that. So if it's a cash grab, that's fine. If it's supposed to like resemble something, and nobody really cares that it resembles that thing, nobody cares that it's for these people, that's also fine. But for me. Listening to this album after listening to all of these other great albums, and except for the couple that I vehemently did not like, I enjoyed most of these albums. Like eleven and up, I enjoyed to some degree. So just getting hit with this almost compilation at the end, like I'm sure if I was to make another list after listening to these albums more in my day to day, in like five, ten years, whatever, that it may go down. Right, because it doesn't really bring anything new to the table. But for right now, I don't know. It just it brought all of the reasons why I loved Pink Floyd back together into one album, and I just enjoyed it. Because you just feel like you have all of these songs like reiterated. You have you have keep hawking instead of keep talking, um, where they just like bring back in the bits from, uh, or I'm sorry, talking hawking. Because you just bring back in the bits from keep talking. And you, I don't know, it just reminisced on all of the reasons why I liked Pink Floyd. It's a callback episode. It is. Or a uh, a clip show episode. It is. So, like, I understand that people don't like it. I get it. And maybe it being at four is way too high. And it most likely is. But that is why I liked it, because it is a callback episode to something that I enjoyed so much. Mm -hmm. This is the... Oh no, All Might lost his powers, <laughs> but they don't have a successor. That's what this is. Also, fun fact in 2014, Robin Williams died. <laughs> so, again, bad year. Nothing good. It's a bad That's year. Fine. That's and also, fine. for context, context. Has, contacts, context. I shouldn't be seeing what I'm seeing, so I might pop my contacts out. Because looking at your list, you have Dark Side. Wish You Were Here, The Wall, and then Endless River. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like... That's a fun juxtaposition. That is... I'm not mad, John. You're disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yes. Yeah. I really am. I kind of want to, like... I want to tell your dad on you. (laughs) (laughs) He knows good music. And I kind of want to be like, Mr. DeBruin, you know what your son did? My, uh, my dad doesn't listen to Pink Floyd. Doesn't matter. (laughs) He doesn't listen to Pink Floyd. (laughs) Your dad doesn't. No, he thinks it's, he thinks it's music that you have to get high to listen to. You're right. He's right. Well, yeah, he's not wrong. 
and he doesn't get high. So there you Not go. Yet. No, no, I don't get so high. And I enjoyed these. I enjoyed these albums. I mean, same. I haven't messed with the devil's lettuce in a hot minute, but like, there's still an appreciation of the arts. But like, I don't know. It just I I knew when we were recording this, I was like the last three albums I'm gonna be upset because I was so happy in the middle. I was so happy. Welcome to <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, this is what happens when we talk about music you really like with people who also haven't listened to those things you've listened to a lot you're just mm-hmm. like i love this this is fantastic let's talk and with my friends who are gonna fucking shit on it for an hour and a half <laughs> let's talk with let's talk with them put Uma Guma at number one yeah yeah hey gunther i feel like you're probably the best suited to decide who had the worst list i mean like like i think you had the best description steven threw up in our mouths and that taste stayed with us <laughs> the only ones though yeah, but which like, is grosser? Know, which is grosser? You know, when, you know when you're sick and like you just feel it on the back of your teeth? Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's that's you having umaguma. <laughs> However, John is like a per, a persistent and just like percussive ear infection. <laughs> who like every now and again it'll flare up. Sometimes you can lay just right and maybe it calms down. But then like a dog barks and you're like endless river number four and you're like <laughs> I want to die. Um, so I think overall, between the two, John, you win for the worst list. Nice. <laughs> You're not gonna. You should buy him a trophy. I I feel like I'm the only person who's bought a trophy. Yeah. Is there, is there like an arsenic trophy I can send oh, you? God. <laughs> uh, uh, we're done though, right? Yeah, that's all she wrote. That's all she yeah. wrote. Do we want to tell? What's the next so they pimp it out. garbage music we're going to talk about that someone really likes? I don't think we decided. Alex hasn't picked yet. Do you want to pick Alex? Oh, shit. Is it my is my choice? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you don't, we don't have to. Yeah, go go for someone else. Because I, I have no idea. I haven't been thinking about this. I We don't have to do it next, but I want to do Daft Punk. I also want to do Daft Punk. Ooh. There we Daft go. Punk would be fun. Uh, you, have cool. to, you have to include the live album for them, though. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I don't, we don't know exactly what the... the we'll, we'll talk about the logistics of it later. Right? Like, we don't have to do that now. But the next... We don't know what the next short episode is going to be. But the next... Or next extra episode, rather. But the next music extra episode is probably going to be Daft Punk. Unless someone comes up with a better suggestion. Or if Alex gives us his pick. Mm-hmm. Because he still hasn't picked yet. But... Uh, that's it for this episode. We don't know what you were supposed to listen to this week instead of this episode, but you got this episode instead. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you like Pink Floyd, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, not necessarily for my list, but because I'm sure you got upset with one of our lists, somebody's. Oh, absolutely. Because hey, any haters can go fight John about it. Yeah, tweet at me, bitch. Yeah, if you hate on any of our lists, John will personally defend our honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true. I don't give a fuck if you <laughs> complain about our lists. I was already yelled at about my list a little bit. Steven was already yelled at. Everyone yelled an adequate amount, I think. It's going to continue off air, by the way. Probably. <laughs> uh, but I think these lists were much more divisive than I had expected them to be. Um, well, that's not true. They weren't. It was like a couple points. Most of it in the general location, or we didn't care if it wasn't 
Like some of the ones I had kind of higher up, I didn't care if they were lower or whatever. But this close, this close to having the five Pete with Sausage Full of Secrets all being a number, being a number nine. Yeah, you guys liked it. I did not. I know. We also had three who had Dark Side of the Moon at number one. Yeah, we had well. two that had Wish You Were Here at number two. Mm-hmm. We had two at the wall at number three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I you know. want, I mean, you can tweet at yeah. us. You can email at us. You can email us at this is why you're wrong at yahoo.com. You can tweet at us at this is why you're wrong. You can tweet at me at double owls. You can tweet at me at phnov1. You can tweet at me at zero four seventeen. Gunnar or Jorge, do you want to be contacted in any way, shape, or form? Uh, you can tweet at me at call me Jorge. I probably won't answer. Yeah. You can probably not reach me on Twitter, but you should always make sure you're maxing out your company match on your 401k. Shout out. Leave you with. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. If you Wonderful don't. advice. Yeah. Advice to you live. You can find by. us on. Sorry, go ahead, Steven. No, I'm telling people to max out their 401k. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at This Is Why You're Wrong 1. Again, we uh, don't know when this is coming up. There's so some we sick may... fucking art that's about to come There's out some sick as me as yeah. Gara, and I'm so excited. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm ready? so excited. Uh, we got but... Alex as Ninja Jesus. <laughs> Excellent. We may have a website by this point. We don't know. Maybe. If we do, you already know where that is. Yeah. Uh, it's probably. It's probably going to be the title of the uh, the podcast, but Yahoo.com or .org or something. But <laughs> this is why you're wrong. .gov. Hell yeah, yeah brother! <laughs> fucking oh man! If we got government sponsored, <laughs> sign me up. I'll Damn. go to the fucking. I'll go to the McDonald's feast at the White House with Trump. <laughs> you just always go to McDonald's. What are you talking about? <laughs> nah, dude, that fast food feast. All right, but we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces.